Social on the Sidelines, episode number 14, Woo! presented by Front Office Sports, <laughs> with episodes brought to you by our friends over where, Amara? At Team Infographics. They make every fire content need that we have, including the amazing one last week for Rob Perez. Go check it out if you haven't. Um, yeah. Where can you find them? You can find them online at teaminfographics.com or on the Twitterverse at teaminfographs. You should do that. Um, so in this 14th episode of the podcast, which is insane that we've done 14 of these, I feel like I just started this and I didn't have a co-host and I felt a lot better about my life. Um, but wow, I'm gonna ignore that. To be honest, um, but yes, we've done 14 of these. That's insane. Like, that's crazy. And you guys are still still listening. listening, (laughs) If you're still listening after 14, I owe you the biggest virtual hug to keep this going because I thought I would be deleted off SoundCloud and Samesies. No, so we had Allie Raymond on today from the Cleveland Browns, winners of a Woo! National Football League game. Shout out to the Browns. Yeah. Um, she... Go ahead. Go ahead. Yes, no, please. you go ahead. You hate your no, life you now that I'm your coworker. Ahead. You no. told me. I mean, co-host. Okay. I don't know what's okay. happening. You go ahead. No, I was just going to say, um, yeah, we talked to Allie, and her perspective is definitely – one that's unique. We had Samantha Wood on who obviously won the Super Bowl. So it's interesting to hear her strategy with the Browns, you know, trying to keep fans engaged through a losing season. Um, It's tough. You know, people are negative and unfortunately you're, you know, behind the Twitter account, you're the closest to the team they can get. So there's a lot of, you know, hatred and negativity thrown at you. So hearing from her um, was really cool. And I'm, Really happy for her sanity that she got a win. And she killed it when she did get yeah, a win. Yeah, I mean, exactly. The Vince McMahon tweet. She had the... what? A, I mean, she had quite a few things. I'm trying to remember besides the Vince McMahon tweet. Like, there was one that was still really good. Um, maybe it was the... Oh, it was the beer opening one. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. She did a really good job. Given the circumstances, like, that was the right way to capitalize off it. and. I was following their account before they got the win. Um, and I saw when obviously they had some weird circumstances given that they tied a game and just the reactions, like it it was very on point with what I'm assuming Browns fans felt like given all the losing. Like it made the experience probably not enjoyable, but made it bearable for social fans, which I think is the goal, right? For sure. So she talked about that. She talked about how she went from being an SID in college to wanting to be a PR pro to where she's at now. And it's just an interesting perspective because sometimes we talk to folks that know what they're doing from day one. And sometimes people learn along the way. And Allie is one of the ones that learned along the way. And she's really good at what she does now. Definitely. How are you, though? That being said. Oh, are we not talking to each other? We're just going straight into it. That's fine. No, we're no, 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 no. Let's talk. Let's talk. I was just about to say, media day is over. Oh. You're first <laughs> with the Portland Trailblazers. 
how'd it go? Yeah, it was really fun. Um, I was so tired <laughs> at the end of yesterday, um, oh but it was God. really, really fun. Um, we did a lot of live streaming and it was just cool getting Saw to that. know their personalities. And I think they enjoyed it. I got a few. Oh, that was fun after they left my station. So I'll take it. <laughs> How about you? Uh, yeah, no, it was good. I mean, Wob like cursed me when he got off the podcast. So obviously there's some uh, interesting times in Minnesota right now. But that being said, uh, Media Day was certainly fun and interesting for me because I was kind of directing a station where, which Ooh. is different for me because in past media days, I was on a live stream or I was, you know, running around doing different things uh, with players, interacting with players. And this time I was directing a gift station and also had um, different like um, corporate sponsorship reads and, then we also had a game, which essentially we would bring up old tweets from players and have them guess who it was. So um, that certainly brought out a lot of fun um, personality. And really, Media Day, what I consider it as is, one, our first chance to kind of make an impression on these guys, build a relationship, show what we're able to do as a social team, and two, bolster you know our content strategy for the duration of the year so that's kind of 1a and 1b for me in terms of what i hope to get out of yesterday is you know get some assets for the season when it came to gifts and, and just fun content and to kind of get our team in front of these guys and um you know showcase what we can do and um have some fun so it was a fun experience i was really tired too um i'm headed on the road for this first preseason trip that will be over by the time um, we record our next podcast, but I haven't been on the road in a while. It feels like, and we're staying in Santa Monica. Oh, um, nice! Go and play. So I'm hyped because that's high key my uh, one of my top three cities in all of America, and we're staying there, and I'm really excited about it. So I'm just happy. I'm happy you're happy. Truly. <laughs> You don't sound it, but I am. I um, okay. Should Anyone who to... just tells you that they're happy, that you're happy, especially when it's Amara, she's lying. It's like when people wow. ask, How are you? It's like when people ask, How are you? But when you, if you honestly answered how you really were, if you're not good, then they'd be like, Why are you answering it this way? Whatever. So, I listen to everybody and empathize. Okay. Okay. Are are you telling me any time that you ask somebody how are you? You're genu genuinely asking. I would say, like, eighty percent of the time. Because I'm gonna be real with y'all. I'll just say it out of habit half the time. I'm I'm just being real. Like, if no, you really yeah. answered, if you really answered, I'd be like, man, this guy just told me his life story. All I did what was if, ask how he was, but that's really what I'm asking. I just don't realize. What I'm if asking. I did I that? that? What if I did that? What if you're like, "How are you?" And I was like, "Well, actually," like on the podcast or personal? No, because those are two separate. Sorry, podcast um, listeners. <laughs> I like being real with y'all, but that's a little too real. I would answer honestly if it was like a friend, but if it was like if I walk into the office and I was like, "Hey, Shabazz, how are you?" I'm not going to be like, "Well, I am not." feeling great today because my nose is stuffy alan 
I don't know an Alan, so I'm using Alan. Um, and I don't know that why that would make me mad and speak in that tone. But I'm assuming if I had a stuffy nose, that's how I'd react. But no, well, I mean, I would turn. probably just be like, yeah, I don't know how this came about. But, you know, I would just, I, I somebody brought up how people don't really care when they ask, how are you? And it has yeah. resonated with me in this on social on the sidelines is when I thought to bring it up. The perfect opportunity to bring up such scenarios. Wow. Well, <laughs> that I'm never gonna be honest with you. That's what I've taken from this conversation. I'm just gonna be like, you're never honest with me. How anyway. are you? You're That's never honest. All right. <laughs> on to the or conversation. Let's do it. <laughs> Yes, thanks for listening, listeners. Uh, into the conversation with Ali. Social on the sidelines, Amara Baptist, Shabazz Khan, joined by a very special guest, as always, this time from the Cleveland Browns. It's Ali Raymond. What's up, Ali? Thanks for coming on. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Of course. How's your week, Ali? Oh, you know, nothing big <laughs> happened last week. Uh, it's been very low-key, casual in the <laughs> office. No, it's so been excited. it's been so crazy. It, it's been so much fun. Winning is like so much more fun than like losing. So <laughs> it's been great. <laughs> well, you've talked. You're talking to two people. It, it's not quite on the Browns level, but we've dealt with some losing too. So yeah, <laughs> I can I can definitely attest to to what you're saying. Oh yeah, I know we're not alone. <laughs> For sure. Well. Obviously, as we tend to start every one of these episodes on the podcast, wanted to first and foremost get to know your story, how you got to where you are now as the person who's sending the most fire of tweets <laughs> when the Cleveland Browns get their first win in a while. Yeah, so I started out in PR. I worked in, you know, athletic communications to start out. Uh, originally wanted to work in an agency when I was in college um, and then figured I should work in the athletic communications department and at the University of Kansas where I went to school and um, got on there and fell in love with it. I, I worked uh, as like the head communications contact for women's tennis and I had this great supervisor who was the head of football communications at Kansas. And she gave me a lot of opportunities to work with her and to travel and do a lot with football. And as graduation neared, I figured out that I really wanted to work as an SID. And I wanted to uh, take the next step, which was, of course, a uh, full-time internship after graduation. Um, my boss hooked me up with, uh, the University of Arkansas and they had a great program where they were one of the very few division one schools that offered an internship that you got to actually work with football. So I jumped at that and I moved to Fayetteville where I did football communications as well as swimming and diving. And Arkansas was a bit, a little bit different than Kansas in that they were really super digital first. And I think it was right around the time that like recruiting was getting really big on social and coaches could DM recruits. And they had some interesting strategies. It was the first time I really dealt with doing heavily social. I remember writing press releases where the headline would have like a commit's name. 
And the head coach at the time was Brett Bielema. And I remember giving him that press release and him circling the guy's name and saying, can we get his Twitter handle in here instead of his actual name? So they were like always just grinding us on doing social as much as possible. And that really helped me grow into where I am now and the opportunities. So I was really focused on my women's swimming and diving page for Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. Uh, and I was there for about 10 months and realized that um, the college grind is tough. I mean, you have to really love what you're doing. Um, and I just didn't. So I didn't know what to do. I tried to apply uh, to jobs outside of sports. <laughs> And then I landed with an internship uh, with the Broncos. So I took on another full-time internship doing digital media with the Denver Broncos, which was amazing. We did, I did some photography, some written, and really honed in on social there as well. We won the Super Bowl, so that was cool. Uh, and that helped me land this job with the Browns. Uh, I had kind of picked social later on in my internship at Denver. And so it was made it easier once this social media coordinator job opened up at Cleveland. I jumped right away knowing that that was what I wanted. I knew there were so few jobs in the NFL and the Browns were just a really good fit. And that's where I am now. That's awesome. That's quite a journey. Yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned that you were there when the Broncos won the Super Bowl, which <laughs> is the goal, right? And yes. then you go to um, an organization that has not won a ton. So kind of, I mean, I was with the Grizzlies during a 62 loss season. Boz was with the Kings (laughs) during a few rough stretches. So, I mean, your strategy just has to completely change. Tell us a little bit about, you know, what your strategy was. How do you keep engagement when it's just a lot of losing? It was, I was so naive to it. I just didn't even realize it. Even when I was at Arkansas, we like won a bowl game and there wasn't really a whole lot of uh negativity and of course winning the super bowl just like anything you could put out people were just retweeting and liking and it was nuts like you could have posted just like a picture of like a leaf outside of like <laughs> like the 49er stadium before the super bowl and you'd be like going crazy coming to the browns i mean they definitely like let me know right away you know they did a really good job of setting the tone or like, Hey, we had a lot of losing, you know, you you can't go as hard as you would when you were in Denver, you know, it's a little bit different. And I had some, there were some bumps at the beginning. I think there were a lot of things that I really wanted to do that were really fun and it just probably wasn't the right tone. Uh, So I think like any social job or anything where you come to an organization, you're figuring out what that voice is. And there's there were uh, some uh, probably tone deaf posts I put out early on thinking fans were going to be just so excited about it. And they were just like, stop. Um, So you learn your fan base a little bit more. And definitely even the first season uh, getting used to that, that was our one in 15 season. So we didn't win our first game till the Christmas Eve. So it like I was thrown into the negativity almost right away. And that very quickly, uh, like I figured out what our fans were like and how negative things can be, but because we weren't playing well. So I, I never looked at, I was never upset with the fans. Um, mm-hmm. 
they always, I mean, I understood why they were upset, but I think my year two la- last year during our own 16, we definitely established a better voice because we were, I was very much cowering in my first year, not wanting to rock the boat, not wanting fans to be upset. Um, and that's not good. Sometimes you have to figure out a way to engage your fan base somehow, even when there's a lot of losing. So last season, really, we focused on uh, not being afraid of our own shadow and being a little bit more playful when possible. Yeah, I mean, a perfect example of that, I think, is when you did get your win on uh, was it Thursday? Yeah. Um, so your posts were legendary. Can you kind of walk <laughs> us through, walk us through that night and like how you personally were feeling and just just everything about it? Oh, it was. I mean, we were we were prepared. So we had like we had the like Vince McMahon gif ready. We had thought about it in a brainstorm like weeks previous and hadn't been able to use it. So that was already like pre-made. I was waiting just to drop in some clips after the game and. I was kind of surprised that my emotions weren't when we were because I don't know when we were tied with the Steelers in overtime I was like shaking way more because like I didn't know how it was going to end and this one we closed it up with like a little bit left so I was very like, focused and I was like I have to cut this clip and everyone around me is like freaking out scrambling and uh my clip wasn't working and I was my computer shut down it couldn't handle all the stuff that was going on oh my gosh so I had to post like the final graphic score from my uh phone uh through slack well I got it from slack and then I posted it everywhere because my phone my computer froze so I had to restart it and our like digital coordinator my boss are like tapping my like like comforting me I'm like freaking out like I'm missing all of this uh after our very first win and you know over 600 days and uh it was um hectic but it felt really good afterwards like we had beers the we had there was a beer fridge the Bud Light beer fridge was in the press box and so we all got one and it calmed down more after that but it was like I was realizing like halfway through, I was like, do I put this out there? And I'm like, no, everyone loves you. Just do it. So like, (laughs) (laughs) just like throwing things out there, hoping that people reacted well. And they did. Everyone was just so excited. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, So one more thing to follow up with. I know throughout, you know, some of the bigger losing stretches, um, you probably had to table, you you hit on a little bit, but you probably had to table a lot of topical things where you could have executed, but you chose not to, Yeah. Um, you know, based on current events, pop culture, how did you stay motivated, you know, given the circumstances to one, uh, you know, keep thinking on, you know, activating around different events that you may or may not get to use. And two, just continue to grow as a professional in the landscape knowing that you know there's going to be some trouble uh in in terms of having fun um and not getting to really showcase that personality and voice um that you were really looking forward to which you got to last week yeah it's definitely a struggle and we have we joke we have this entire like folder of ideas and things that we made that we were never able to use uh which everyone does and we have like, we, we do weekly meetings, which are great, where it's like our writers and our uh, video team and some people in our digital team. And we all sit and talk about social and what did well and what didn't do well that week. And then we always end it with, okay, well, what are we going to do if we win? What do we do if we lose? Do we do anything if we lose? And so we've been doing that since all through last season. And yeah, it can get 
frustrating at times when you come up with something. We had something so amazing planned for if we won our home opener like last season and we tabled it and we're like, okay, well, we could use it this season if we win. And it can, but I, I think that it makes you think more creatively, honestly, when we were going through all that losing, we had to think so much harder. It was so, it was not easy. Like I said, I was just throwing things out there thinking that anyone was going to like it. There was so much thought that went into everything and we were always creatively thinking, what can we do that isn't tone deaf, but is also self-deprecating that would engage with our fans. And that was the main thing that kept us going. And there's a couple, we do like little things each week to try to keep us like our heads up and wanting to do more stuff. But I think like the greatest example of us trying to figure out how to do something creative was when we did our like hello darkness tweet after we officially went Owen 16. <laughs> and uh, that was a personal favorite because we had picked it out like three weeks earlier. Cause we knew like, we're like, this is a possibility and we could have totally ignored it, but we're like, we have to think creatively. Like we can't just ignore that it happened. You can't sugarcoat it. And then we're just like going through Giphy on a big screen in a boardroom and we're like, that's it right there. I think we like typed in like despair uh, in Giphy <laughs> and that was like one of the first ones that popped up. That's hilarious. So on that note, obviously some of your favorite work and Twitter's favorite work tends to be some of the poking fun at yourself, mm -hmm. self-deprecating self posts. That being said, I know there's probably some appro approval processes that you have to go through and some you know that may have been turned down talk about that and how you kind of break through the noise in terms of getting you know bigger executives and even players potentially on board knowing that it could be misinterpreted how do you kind of bridge the gap um if that makes sense yeah no to, it totally to does yeah it yeah. we luckily before our really bad season we had uh, talked about it beforehand. I mean, it's easy coming off a one in 15 season. I don't think that the expectations were crazy high for us. And we had had a conversation, our senior VP of marketing, like decided, you know, we can't ignore it anymore. We have to engage with the fan base. I always say this, that I, I would so much rather every morning log in and see angry fans and have nothing no one engaged anything that we're doing because then you're just losing fans. And that was presented to our owners and people in the organization were aware that we were going to be doing a little more fun stuff uh, to say that like every single person was bought in. I mean, I won't go that far. Uh, but what was important was we had approval from the top. We had approval from our, Whole marketing department and for the most part i mean the things we did we always cautiously thought like is it going to affect football are we doing something that is going to make our coach mad is it something that's going to make our players mad or anyone else in our business department or you know ruin a sponsorship or something like that and uh that we kind of worked through through a group and and the player thing i think I was always very scared of that, that I would have a player be upset or say to me, like, I can't believe that you tweeted this out or something like that. And it honestly never happened. I think that partially our players under 
understood in a weird way that they not that they could try hard well like it was a, it was a product of of what was happening on the field and i think they sort of got that we have nothing else to do we could just ignore it but it wasn't what the fans would want and there was no sugarcoating it and our pr department was bought in and anything really big they approved um so it actually went pretty smoothly i think there were some times where in game i would do something a little bit out of the ordinary get like slightly nervous but then remember like we've already talked about this that we can make fun of ourselves a little bit don't tag a player in something but if you want to react to your quarterback throwing four interceptions in the first half i mean what else am i going to post and it was already something that had been discussed so that was probably the best thing we did was have the conversation before the season even started uh and to know what like how comfortable we could all be with kind of going outside the lines that makes sense you said that you um started in pr um i think that's an interesting transition because i thought i wanted (laughs) to be in pr as well um but i think social media to a certain extent is a lot of using pr like you're trying to portray the organization and your brand in the best light the players etc etc so can you talk a little bit about that transition yeah i think that it was just like you said, it's a it's a great tool to have to always be mindful of it and knowing the organization because you know in parts like I'm in marketing. I don't know if you guys are also in marketing uh, technically, yeah. and it's it is it's like it's we're marketers, but at the same time we're like the voice of our organization. We're the official accounts where whatever we say is official. So it is being very cautious and knowing that what I say and what I, the things I put out there, everyone's going to associate and be like, that is the official team. Like it's part of, it's like this hybrid PR position where you're appealing to fans, but you're also balancing your organization's like internal needs. And I think it's so helpful to have that experience of, you know, knowing how the media works or knowing how to think strategically about what you're saying or uh, how it's going to be perceived has been very helpful. This episode is supported by the University of Miami's online graduate sport administration program. It's a top-ranked graduate program with a highly respected reputation among employers. It's designed with your schedule in mind and offers the flexibility needed for professionals looking to break into or advance in the sports industry. Be sure to check out the program at miami.edu slash online. One other question I had uh, just overall when it comes to tone and voice, which I think it's, we we asked this question quite a bit on the podcast, but how do you ensure that some of the ideas that are being brought to the the drawing board are differentiated between personal, you know, uh, effects of humor and something that the organization, uh, you know, differentiating the two. So personal versus organizational tone and voice how do you ensure you know there is not necessarily a crossover so you know it might be something that somebody personally thinks is really good social stuff and they would totally post it uh versus you know this is the cleveland browns and yes this is funny but is this the right you know account to post this on if that makes sense no totally makes sense uh we the one thing that we did before the season started, again, last season, totally set us up for, I think, a couple of years was 
we wrote down like words that we thought would associate with the tone and voice of the brand. And some of them are things that like are reflective of, of my personality, of course, but it's like in some that are definitely not that are much easier. Some are easier to fit in. Some are like, I would never post that like on my personal account. Um, but it's always like being poking fun at yourself, uh, you know, being very humble. We certainly don't start fights with anybody. Um, like this kind of, we're always like, we're like the, the odd kid out, uh, at recess. And like, how would that odd kid out at recess react to things? And I always, whenever we have an idea or anything like that, I always try to see if it fits in like any ideas that some people would be like, oh, well, like, do you want to like call people out for things? Or we get people all the time who are like, do this that will like, you know, uh, like comment on like the Steelers or something like that. And I'm like, yeah, the odd kid out at recess isn't like poking fun at like the big kid who's ruling everything. So like, there's little things like that, that I always try to remember, but it certainly is difficult for sure. Especially if you get, I was catching myself like even Thursday night, like wanting to say things. And I was like, yeah, we would, we would probably never say that. Um, and just always balancing things. I mean, I don't think that I think it, part of it feels like an extension of myself, but that's probably because I've taken on more of the brand and less of the brand taking on me uh, more than anything, especially on Instagram, since I don't, I definitely don't talk like that often in real life. <laughs> <laughs> sure. um, another thing I, I know Amara talked about it a little bit, but you went from obviously PR and um, you know, different roles in college to, to where you're at now. And given that, I guess this isn't, Correct me if I'm wrong, but initially this wasn't necessarily the end goal or what you anticipated. No, not at all. Yeah. Given that, how did you make sure that one, you were kind of staying ahead of the learning curve because social is changing so often? And two, what made you decide, I guess, that this was the right profession for you? Like, when was there kind of that moment? I know you said in, in college, there was a, there's those few moments where it kind of stuck out to you more, but was there like a light bulb moment? And and if so, why? I don't know if there was a light bulb moment. I I do remember specifically at Arkansas when it was in the spring and it was like women swimming and diving. And I wasn't totally happy in the job that I was in and totally not happy in the career that I was in. And I knew I had to finish out the internship, not knowing what I wanted to do. And I just remember someone, oh man. I can't remember who it was some communication specialist at another school. I think it was in the SEC that made really easy, like kind of like what we have like in crowd tangle. Now he made this ranking thing that was all of the followers. It wasn't to engagements that level, but it was like the follower count for sports uh, in like division one in, you know, everything from football and baseball and basketball down to women swimming and diving uh, and I remember seeing that and it just like clicking for me, like it was like, well, you know, I'm not so I know this isn't what I want to do. Why don't I while I'm in this position, start exploring other aspects of things I could do. Uh, and I really got into I was like, our women swimming and diving Twitter page is going to be like, so good. And it's going to be the best. And whatever it takes, I'll make graphics. And I think that was really the moment. And that was I didn't realize it until I saw the posting for 
the Broncos internship and it said social media. And I immediately was like, yeah, I want to try that. And I would love to try that as, you know, as a focus instead of just as a secondary. Uh, And that was acute to me because I probably could have been able to find a full-time job leaving Arkansas, having a year experience out, out of graduation. But that was really what drew me to this position. And I knew I wanted to try what was it going to be like working in the in the NFL and really getting a chance to concentrate on social as well as some other things as well. And I'm lucky because it, it really was like a leap of faith. And I realized that doing it more was what I wanted to do. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I like, and I almost, I like the, I mean, we didn't really get this last year, but I like the instant gratification of posting something and people responding almost right away. Like, that was what I realized and is what I really connected to. So that, that I think was the moment, thankfully, that I realized that was what I was interested in. And well, we're glad awesome you found that. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we get a lot of comments from people who are trying to get into sports or social media in general. <clears throat> and they're listening to this podcast. And one of the questions that they are really interested in is like, what advice do you have for people that are trying to do our jobs, basically? Um, my biggest advice is uh, start out. I mean, I I got like first into uh, athletics in college, which was helpful. Um, and I know that's not always the case, but the one common theme that I have had throughout every job and out through every job search I've ever had was I never knew a person who worked in the organization. I always had a coworker or someone who knew someone who could send in a recommendation. So my advice always is be mindful of people who are watching. And because every job, I was able to have someone go to bat for me and recommend me. And sports is such a small world uh, that everyone, most of the time, I mean, every job I've gone to, someone has known someone who works in, it has gone between college and professionals. And of course, other professional teams is, you know, work those contacts you have like within your organization, within any company you work for to reach out to somebody to get to know them. And they don't have to be someone who works in that organization, but if you want to work in the NFL, you know, reach out to somebody, find a friend of a friend, get to know someone who works at a team, you know, establish those connections. And uh, that person along the line, maybe not immediately could help you in your search at some point. That has always been the bit thing that has stuck out to me the most is it's such a small knit community. Uh, and, you know, working hard and people, if you work hard, people will notice and that will help you along the way. Definitely. For sure. So, Obviously, your work ethic and some of the networking opportunities are crucial. With that being said, you know, a, a testament to this story is, is yours. Um, sometimes it just takes a little bit to find what you want to do. For those that are searching or have been applying for a couple of years or maybe you're stuck in an ongoing process of internships. Yeah. What advice would you have for them to kind of break through and until the right position comes along yeah it's uh you know doing the internship back-to-backs and doing so many of those it certainly is not what I expected I would be doing uh, especially after college my parents were gonna just die when I took that second internship uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but they it for me it I've always 
if you get yourself, if you get the foot in the door, and I had that opportunity at Arkansas, and, and, you know, I learned pretty quickly, it wasn't what I really wanted to do for the rest of my life, but you've been given that opportunity. And so focus on little things, like I said, like, I realized that social was something I was really interested in. So grasping onto those things and aspects, and it was something that I never expected I would do ever. I mean, Kansas had like a social media department that I was not interested in when I was there. And so it didn't come along until much later. And, you know, of course, everyone has different situations. But if you can get that opportunity to look, you know, take a chance to work more in that, and if you can take another internship, and I know that sometimes that's not possible. But trying to figure out those little niche, because, you know, social, digital, everything is growing so much all the time that there seems to be something new, like constantly that people could be diving into. So try to experience, you know, different parts of it, not just one specific thing, you know, branch out, try something new, you know, work with other people who work in your department, or if you're an internship, talk to some other people, see if you can help out around to know that, hey, you know, you might not like that and you had no idea that you would. For sure. Um, so do you have any final thoughts for our wonderful listeners? Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I don't. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, no. Snapchat's dead. Is that a final thought? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we agree. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll leave on that. No, I'm just kidding. No, but um, maybe, I but, do want to yeah. give a give a shout out to CJ McCollum, who is a diehard oh, yeah. Browns fan. I'm I met him a little bit. I didn't think he knew what I like did. I had him do this like shout out when he was at our game and he was on the field. He was very nice, but he seemed confused. <laughs> I was like talking to this phone for a second, and he was like, "What do I talk about?" <laughs> oh, he was very yeah. nice. <laughs> Yeah, he is a literal diehard Browns fan, which I respect. And y'all are playing it. the Raiders, so he and Dame have beef. So it's been good content for me. So thank you. Thank Ooh, you for that. <laughs> I'm so glad. Well, I hope we get the win and that, that CJ's got a lot of trash to talk. I can't wait. <laughs> Allie, thank you so much for hopping on today. Where can everyone find you at on the social media, Twittering, and Facebook pages and whatnot? Not Facebook, Instagram. Yeah, uh, yeah. You I guys. I hope you don't have a Facebook page. Yeah, yeah I have a public person, a celebrity Facebook page. <laughs> you can follow me after at. that tweet. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, after that for tweet, real. Maybe. Um, I send everyone to my uh, to Twitter dot com slash yes. Ally underscore Raymond. I'm a big big fan of the Twitter dot com. She's a great. I don't. Follow. I don't tweet a lot. No, oh, you're I was a great say, follow. I don't feel like I don't tweet a lot. <laughs> Maybe that's why you're a good follow because you don't oh, tweet a lot. That's but when you do, it's quality. I won't spam your feed. That's for sure. You won't have to mute me. <laughs> Heard it here first. If she tweets more than twice in a day, unfollow. Oh man, yeah. But if not, <laughs> oh, please do. <laughs> no, thank you so much for hopping on, Allie. No problem. Thanks, guys. Enjoyed so much talking to you guys. Likewise. Yay. Thanks everyone for listening to today's episode of Social on the Sidelines. Presented by Front Office Sports with episodes brought to you by Team Infographics. Find them on Twitter at Team Infograph or online at teaminfographics.com. They will get you every piece of fire you need, except actual fire. They will not provide you with actual fire. That would be dangerous. 
<laughs> what? Am I am I wrong? Would they provide you with fire? Maybe. How are Smokey. you today, Amara? Smokey, Smokey the Bear sponsor us. <laughs> hey, Smokey. We out here. Uh, how are you, Amara? You didn't answer Chibaz, me. Chibaz, you know, I am great. Peachy. Phenomenal. Smokey. Thank you for asking. Smokey. Smoky. It's a little yes. smoky in here. My nose is a little smoky, so I think it's time for us to end this podcast. Let's and do it. So Kleenex sponsor it. us. Hey, Kleenex sponsor us. Netflix sponsor us. Smokey the Bear sponsor us. Paddington the Bear sponsor oh. us. If you didn't know, there's a movie called Paddington. I was trying to watch cute movies this weekend because I like like animated movies, and I saw Paddington had like a 99% on Rotten Tomatoes. So Paddington. If y'all make Paddington 3 sponsor us, we got y'all. What in the world? We need to end this. <laughs> no, we don't, Amara, because I am serious about Paddington. I tried to watch Peter Rabbit this last weekend. Don't what watch is, that movie. What? I Have you not seen it on Netflix? Peter Rabbit. It looks like a cute rabbit. I watched it. It was a trash movie. And it had good ratings. Don't believe the hype. Peter Rabbit is trash. Okay. <laughs> all right y'all shout out peter rabbit you're trash don't ever come near me again <laughs> see you guys later for episode 15 the best yet with the most movie hey. references with the most off tangent tangent topics this is me 14. annoying Amara. yeah i'm seeing the next one will be 15 oh okay 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 gotcha 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 logic uh Yes, the next one will be filled with more chances of me prolonging conversations to annoy Amara and going off on random tangents about movies that she's never heard or cared about and just continuing to talk. You'll get, you right. guys will love it. It'll be the best one yet. <laughs> okay. See you guys later. <laughs> Bye.